I'm Kevin Boyd, and this is But Wait, There's More. It's a conversation show about the things we're thinking about, things we care about, and things that are important to the life and the culture of the people of Legacy Church in Plano, Texas. Today's a fun show. We're going to do this a few times each season. Uh, We're calling this theme, this topic, Do You Even Know Me?, and as a church, we realize that we have met so many new people uh, in the, the last handful of years. We have new folks coming into our church all the time. And add that to the craziness of the last couple of years that we've all experienced. You look around occasionally and you go, I don't know that I know these people as well as I thought. So our goal with these episodes is to get to know people a little better who are in the life of our church, often in leadership, and to learn how to love them a lot better. And today I'm here with Lori Zettler in the studio. Hey, Lori. Oh, hello. Lori has served as our kids and family pastor since September of 2014. Uh, Lori, you were the first person who came in uh, after me, and it was like the dynamic duo for a moment, and I just leaned on you for everything. You've been a great friend, an incredible, trustworthy, and faithful partner in ministry, and you mean a lot to me and my family. Uh, you served here for seven years now as kids and family pastor. Do you have any favorite moments or memories from this season of ministry in your life at Legacy? Yeah, um, it. The last seven years has been um, amazing. It's been fun. Uh, one of the most memorable moments was our first trunk or treat. And I think that was maybe six years ago, five okay. and a half, six years ago. And um, I just remember the preparation of it and not really knowing um the only trunk or treats I'd ever been involved in were from a very small church. And so then coming here in Plano and seeing close to 2000 people Mm -hmm. on that evening and how everyone was just happy and happy to be there at that moment was just overwhelming, but amazing all at the same time. I love it. And that year that has grown every year. Yes, We've encountered rain. We've encountered like scorching sun. Uh, We have encountered COVID and tried virtual. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Tell me this, when it comes to kids ministry and here at Legacy, how are things going? I mean, we went through a virtual year and we're in a rebuilding season. What's going on right now that you're excited about? Yeah, so I am excited about, um, we just had our upgrade Sunday this past Sunday, and which means that we are back in full force and our, we're back on our, pre, on our kids ministry hallway. Our kids are back in their small groups. We have new leaders joining in and um, lots of spots still to fill, but we are getting there and our kids are just excited to be in their small groups, excited to be with one another, to learn about Jesus and um, just be here. Of course, you know, we're still experiencing kind of that um, growth in people returning from COVID and then new people are joining every week. So I'm hoping and expecting our numbers and everything just to continue to grow and um, the excitement that's already building. I'm constantly uh, excited. I've got four kids, obviously, in the ministry or one in in students now, but um, when I get to peek in there and be a part of what's going on, uh, it is. it almost makes me a little jealous at times that you have this flock, this mini flock yeah. that just cling to you and love you, and, and you're one part teacher, one part mother, one part, <laughs> you know, aunt, fun aunt, and, and in every way have brought such light and life to our ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, what's you. one thing that you wish 
that the people of Legacy knew about Legacy Kids? Yeah. Um, gosh, one thing is it's hard to boil down to, but um, a couple of things are um, it's not just childcare. We're not just taking care of the kids um, for the hour or hour and a half on Sunday mornings, but they are, our volunteers are truly investing in them. They are teaching them all about the love of Jesus, how to follow Jesus and really place their trust and faith in him. And it is um, really neat to see. And that's something else that I just want people to know all of the volunteers aren't just filling a spot. They are investing in the kids. They're not just investing in them in the classroom, but many of them are investing in them and their families outside of the walls of the church. And it's so cool to see that some of these volunteers, they'll start with them in first grade and keep moving up with them every single year. And by fifth grade, the the bond and the relationship is just phenomenal. And I have a son in eighth grade who, um, when we moved here seven years ago, he's gotten the experience of getting to know some of the volunteers that show up at his football games and oh, soccer awesome. games and and sending messages and things like that. So just the investment part of it and knowing that it's not just your kids aren't just going into childcare. They are learning and investing and um, broadening and widening the circle of having other adults speak into their lives. And those adults are really helping to shape those kids' view of what God is like. Yes. Um, with their lives. So I, all right, so we're going to play a game and this okay. is going to be a part of, of this theme, this show. Do you even know me every time today? We're going to play a trivia game. I told Lori kind of the rules, but for our listeners, this is the way the game will go. I've got three trivia questions and those questions are about random subjects, random topics in the world. But the answers to those questions in some strange way are going to be tied into Lori Zettler's life, the things that she cares about, uh, and stories that she might be able to tell us that help us get a better picture uh, of Lori and all her loves. Okay. So uh, I, I'll give you this, and, and I hadn't planned this, but I'm going to give you a couple of helps along the way. I will okay. let you one time ask for multiple choice if you just don't know, and you go, I don't know. Uh, and I will let you ask for an, a clue one time. There's three questions. That's a lot of help okay. that I can give. So you can ask for a clue if you're stuck or multiple choice if you're stuck. Sound okay. fair? Yes. All right. Question number one. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Insert some producer, insert some like really intense music right here. Just to get us excited. All right. Question one. What Nickelodeon teen sitcom airing from 1991 to 1994 explained everything you need to know about what it means to be a young teenage girl? Clarissa explains it all. She's got it. That's it. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Okay, yeah. so it is. The show is called Clarissa Explains It All, and Clarissa rhymes with Melissa, and it also stars Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> and Lori, your family lives in Melissa, Texas, yes. which is right next to How Texas, where you and your husband Cody also grew up as kids. Yes. So How Texas, Melissa, Texas, your family does love small town life. We do. Can you talk to us about what small town life is like for you? A lot of the people in our church live in Plano or Allen or Frisco. Why do you guys love small town life and what does it mean to you and your entire family? Yeah, with with having grown up in a small town, you know, we were used to um, that small town feel of everybody knows everybody, um, which can be... Good and bad, yeah. um, but that, I mean, 
you just have this bond in a small town that you don't get anywhere else. I mean, we live in Melissa and no matter what age you are, you are a Melissa Cardinal. Yeah. And that's a big deal. I mean, everybody goes to the football games on Friday nights. Everybody waves at each other or saves a seat <laughs> or um, says hello at the concession stand. I mean, it is just a big deal to be a Melissa Cardinal. And you wear your spirit wear every single Friday. Everyone, we read out, I read red. Everyone's in red and just... Um, rooting for the Cardinals and that it's just a small town. And even if you don't know the person that's sitting next to you, you'll know them by the end of the game and you're a Cardinal for life. It's pretty neat. That's fun. I love that. Um, Now you're also like the queen of the PTO. Yes. 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 Everybody knows you. That means when you go, you got to run to CVS to grab one thing. You have to make sure make sure your hair's done, your makeup's done, because yes. every, you can't just sneak in and sneak out. That's funny. This morning, I had to run to CVS. I'm like, I'm Did in you? slides and a t-shirt. My hair is a mess, so, but yes. And that comes back to haunt you somewhere yes. along the way. Okay, question two. <laughs> All right, this one is name that actor. We're looking okay. for a, an actor. This person is a famous actor, a film producer, and a musician. He has a band. He's from New Zealand. He was nominated Best Actor in 1999, 2000, and 2001. And all three of the films that he acted in were he were also nominated for Best Picture. Who is the actor? I'm going to need more than that. You're going to need yeah, more than that? Yes. Do you want a clue or do you want uh, multiple choice? Um, multiple choice. Multiple Let's choice. I'll give you three choices. Three means multiple. Multiple means three at least, right? So I will give you three choices nominated for Best Actor in 99, 2000, and 2001. Okay. One of those options, one of the choices, is it Harrison Ford? Okay. Is it Tom Hanks? Or is it Russell Crowe? Oh my goodness. I'm going with Russell Crowe. It is. Ding, ding, ding. All right, Russell Crowe was Maximus in Gladiator. Yes. Okay? So he was an inside man in 99, in Gladiator in 2000, and in A Beautiful Mind in 2001. In Gladiator, he won the uh, Best Actor in a Motion Picture, as well as that picture won the Best Film of the Year. So heavily lauded film. He was Maximus in the movie Gladiator. I'm yes. talking about Gladiator because, Laura, you are a Camp Gladiator fanatic. <laughs> yes. You are a Gladiator. Uh, talk to us about what Camp Gladiator has been, what CG has been in your life, mm-hmm. what it means, and what your involvement is in it today because you're kind of in a new season with your relationship with Camp Gladiator. Yeah, so I started Camp Gladiator, which is a boot camp styled workout exercise program where you're with a group of people and you have a trainer. Um, that is leading you. I attend uh, the 4.45 a.m. <laughs> class. Nope. And yes, um, and I've been doing it since 2017. I started during their August birthday deal that they run every year. And um, Did you just slide your birthday in for everyone so yeah, they could yes, send you gifts? Well, okay. Yes, yes. For the, the birthday deal has just gone on where it was $9 um, for four weeks. Okay. But it is really, um, It's when I started it back in 2017, I just started doing it and it wasn't really really like super involved. Um, But I soon came to meet some awesome people and the accountability and the people that I work out with has just been um, so life changing for me. Not only have I, um, you know, been able to lose weight and gain lots of amazing muscle and endurance that I've never had before. Um, I feel like an athlete that I've never been before. Um, and gladiator, the name just makes you feel like yeah. you're Russell Crowe. I mean, yes. you are Maximus, you are a gladiator. Um, but most
most recently, I have been um, training to be a trainer for Camp Gladiator, and I'll be launching uh, my own camps in Anna, which is right outside of Melissa, um, next camp, which is the second week of October. So I am very excited. I'll get to start training people and making differences in their lives, and it it ties back into ministry. Um, CG runs... um, their values are very biblical and spiritually sound and um, get to talk about Jesus while working out and pray with people and all of that great stuff. So it's not just um, your physical appearance and physical, but it, it, it goes through every everything, your spiritual, your emotional, all the mindsets um, that kind of come into one. And I'm really looking forward to the next steps I'm taking with Camp Gladiator. That's awesome. You know, um, we like to talk about having a third place uh, around here, a place that you are, that you belong, that you're known, and people know, or that you know people, and, and that's a, a missional strategy for being uh, a Christian in this world, and this is an amazing one that you've been a part of, and we're excited uh, for the relationships and the ministry that you'll have as a trainer, so that's exciting. So, question number three in trivia. <laughs> okay, <Uh-oh>. <laughs> in 2010, question three, 2010. Google thought it was important enough to attempt to determine how many books there are in the world. How many books do they project there are in the world? And this was from 2010. I'll give you I'll give you options on this. Did they project in 2010 there are roughly 25 million books in the world? Did they project that there are 75 billion 35 million 326 books in the world? Uh, did they did they uh, say that there were approximately 100 million books in the world, or did they say there are exactly 129,864,880 books in the world? I'm going with the third option. No, it was oh. actually the fourth. They the said fourth. they were oh. exactly, exactly. In, in 2010. It was an ongoing okay. project, but it, exactly at the moment they, they sent this out, 129,864,880 books wow. in the world. Question, have you read all of those books? <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I ask is because you love reading. I do love reading. And, and yes. you read more books in a year than most people that I know. Um, what what's your relationship with reading? What does it bring yeah. to your life? Why do you spend so much of your free time reading? Yeah. I've I've always enjoyed reading, even as a kid. Which um, I, my children don't love reading, so it's really hard to fathom <laughs> for me that someone that doesn't enjoy reading. But it just takes me to a different world, and um, I read mostly fictional um, yeah. books that do take you to a different world. And you know, when Harry Potter came out, those just lit up my life and I read them like in just hours. Me too. Same with, um, you know, like Chronicles of Narnia and things like that just take you to a different world. And um, reading is just relaxing to me. I I read daily. Mm -hmm. I read for fun, but I also read um, for growth. And so, you know, that makes a big difference in my life also. But yes, I always have a book somewhere. Or five. I have, or five, yes. Yes. (laughs) What's a a book you've read recently that you've enjoyed? Um, Oh, goodness. Um... I'm reading um, Show Them Jesus right now, where it's talking about um, how to relate the gospel to kids in like every single thing that you yeah. do, um, which is really cool. And I've just started it. And then I, for fun, um, I'm just reading a silly series right yeah. now that um, 
was actually like a, uh, it was pretty funny. It's a, about a girl that um, writes, she's a book, she's an author, and she is writing a novel about, it's like a true crime um, okay. happening in her life. And so she's talking about it with her editor and um, at a at a dinner at Panera. They're sitting okay. there having dinner and a girl next to her overhears it. Well, she's a, um, like, hired to um, kill someone. And so the woman hears and she goes and puts um, an envelope in the lady's diaper bag of all things to find. And then when she leaves, she opens this note up and it's them hiring her to uh, for a hit list. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So it it, it turns, it's really comical and funny, but um, you have to slide me the, the, it's a silly, silly book. Well, um, do you have a, uh, I know it's hard to narrow down, especially if you read, 152 books a year or whatever you yes. read um do you have a favorite can you go oh man of all books or a couple of books you go all time yeah i go back to it maybe i've read it a bunch or maybe it just impacted um, me or i just enjoyed it so much i just mainly read for fun and yeah. just read to read so there aren't a lot of books unless they are um you know, spiritually based or um, growth related to um, work. Mm-hmm. Those are really the only ones that I'll ever turn back to and read again. Of course, you know, I would read Harry Potter a million times just because I find something new in it every time I pick it up. Me too. What's um, your favorite of the Harry Potter series? Oh, man. Um, I, I love the first one just because of the introduction to Absolutely. it all. Um, and that's probably my favorite. Just the- Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the fourth. It's hard to not love the seventh yeah. Oh, yes. It brings a lot of satisfaction. But the first, there's something special yeah. about it. Okay, so let's play a quick game called Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down, or I Haven't Read It. Okay. Um, Wrinkle in Time. Read it. Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down? Thumb down. Thumbs Down. Thumbs Up. I mean, thumbs Up. Thumbs okay. Up. Yes. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, no, thumbs Down. Thumbs Down. Yes. Okay. Um, Treasure Island. Thumbs Up. Thumbs Up. Treasure Island. Um, what's the series where uh, the children have specific roles in society and she wrote a trilogy of these? Are you with me on it at all? Mm-mm. No? Okay. What's the one where there's the the bridge? Bridge to Terabithia. Yeah, I'm reading it right now with Are Parker. you reading it right yes. now? Yes. I love the book. Yes, we are reading it right now because we have the movie. We were given the movie yeah. and haven't watched it yet. I said, let's read the book first and then we'll watch it. Have movie. you cried? Um, not yet. Okay. We're, I mean, when I read, I read it years ago. Um, will he cry? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, Tuesdays with Maury. Oh yes. Thumbs, thumbs up. up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how about, let's go a different direction. Uh, Stephen Covey's, uh, habits of highly successful yes. people. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. What is a book, um, related to the spiritual life or the Christian life mm-hmm. that you go, Oh, I, I just feel like every Christian ought to be exposed to this book. Well, you're going to laugh, but, um, well, maybe not laugh, but of course, you know, being a children's pastor, I think the Jesus storybook, I think everyone yeah. can relate to it. Yeah. Every, I mean, especially I've given it to a friend that, uh, um, was recently a new believer. And I, and she said, I need a Bible. And I said, I'm going to have you start with this. That's awesome. Because it's every story brings you back to Jesus yeah. and it's going to help her, um, know exactly who Jesus is. And that to me is one of the most profound books. And I just got an email today 
very today that they are coming out with a podcast. So. I love it. I love it. I think it's a great recommendation. Our yeah. worship pastor, Dustin, quotes it frequently. Mm. Um, <laughs> it, it's so much deeper than you realize, and it points you to a reading of the scriptures that's deeper than the surface. Yes. It, it always does. It points back to Jesus as the center yeah. piece of, of the entire Bible, which is beautiful. All right, I want to dig down into the etymology of, of Lori. Um, Lori, a little kind of more of a serious turn here. Can you mm-hmm. talk about, are there uh, moments, a key moment in your life uh, that helped set the course for your life? Or is there a defining moment that you can easily think back on that makes you who you are? Yeah, so um, I was saved at a young age, like 10, um, during a revival, okay. um, if anybody remembers those, oh, yeah. which was really cool. Um, but um, later in high school and college, you know, kind of got off on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun at the time, but um, <laughs> but not necessarily the path that I knew that I would be destined for. And one day, um, 2004, I guess, I kind of woke up and had like an epiphany and um, said, I need to get back into church. I need to get back into um, just that moment of finding who I am. And um, for some reason, which is great now, um, that was where I needed to go to find who I am. And um, I started attending my home church and not long after had uh, the children's pastor there at the time come and ask me if I would help with vacation Bible school and (laughs) the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Is that the moment? Are there other moments like that that kind of root who you are and shaping your identity yeah i think that that is definitely the the defining moment and many of you have heard me say this before you know um that when i was 10 years old i placed my faith in jesus but then in 2004 that was the moment where i made jesus the boss of my life that's the moment where everything in my life turned around where not only was i a Christian, or not only did I love Jesus and want to follow him, but that was the moment where I wanted everything in my life to be focused on like, what would Jesus do? Or, you know, because that was a thing then, um, really defining and making Jesus the boss of my life. The the one that I went to to ask for, for everything, living for Jesus and not for myself. Okay. So I assume you, like every human being in the world faces challenges to their identity all the time. Mm -hmm. What has been a challenge that you faced in regards to who God has made you to be that you faced? What's a challenge and how'd you deal with it? Yeah. Um, so as I said, you know, for years I, um, had a lot of fun, um, in the wrong ways, but, um, and so when I see people or I'm around people, um, that I feel like I have to be that person, um, and then I may act out in a certain way and realize, wait a minute, that's not who I am. That's not who uh, Jesus wants me to be. So I'm going to reframe and be the person that Jesus wants me to be. And there have been times, I mean, just in the last couple of years that I've had to go back to people and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I was acting like somebody that I'm not, that I used to be. And that's not who I am anymore. That person thought they were being cool. And they're not. This is who I am. This is the real me. And they're like, I love you even more now. <laughs> like, you know, um, it, just being you and being who Jesus wants me to be is way more impactful than trying to be that cool person over here. It's really refreshing uh, to hear you say that because I, I think so many of us, I mean, I as well, we have our, we have our identity 
that was placed upon us mm -hmm. by people in our life and situations in our life. We have the identity we're given in Christ, which we embrace because we realize it, it is, I mean, son of the living God, co-heir with Christ, loved and accepted and redeemed. And, and I mean, it's breath of fresh air. It is abundant life. But we constantly have this tug, and we're curating ourselves right. for the people we're around. And I, I think it's hard for us to be honest about that. And mm -hmm. I think it's probably really refreshing for a lot of folks to hear you, me, but but to hear your story and say, "No, nah, I mean, in the last couple of years, I've had these yeah. moments." And guess what? I, you know, when I felt I wasn't being authentic to my true self, which is such a a, a cliche. Because today people use that to say, oh, my true self is, and they use it as an excuse for bad behavior. Right. But in the opposite way, you've said, no, my true self is, I'm, I'm, I'm in Christ. I've been born again. You've allowed that to be something that leads you back to people. That's refreshing yes. to hear yes. and encouraging, and I'm encouraged by it today. Um, let me ask you one more question. Okay. What, and I stole this from Annie Downs. It's a fun podcast that yeah. Lindsay and I listen to some. She likes to end her podcasts in this way, so I'll end it the same way. What sounds like fun to you? I mean, it, it could be anything in the world, but in this moment, on this day, in this place, uh, what sounds like fun? Okay. Um, I'm not super adventurous, so I like <laughs> to just um, chill and be with my family. And my family, I mean, we like to go out and do adventurous things, but mostly we just like to sit around and play board games and yeah. just be together just have moments of making memories like that when we talk with one another about hey what's your favorite memory from vacation da 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 and we may have spent thousands of dollars going to do big things <laughs> and their favorite thing is sitting on, at the table playing monopoly or you oh know things goodness. like that just building moments together so to me that or reading or exercising yeah. you know thing that those just Sound fun. What is a board game that your family plays successfully? Oh, successfully. Background, you said Monopoly, and it made <laughs> me think that that game was banned in my household growing up. <laughs> At a certain age, like after maybe 10 years old, we never even pulled the box out of yes. the closet again because of my dad. Uh, <laughs> and in our house, you know, we have the same kind of tensions around. What's a board mm -hmm. game that you guys enjoy mm -hmm. playing together? Um, we play a lot of apples to apples. Yeah, that's fun. And that's a fun. lot of different card games that we've um, that we've come up with. And the game of Clue is one of our favorites. Good. But it does many times end in yeah. fights or arguments or. <laughs> yes, we're we're hooked thrown. on Uno Attack oh, yes. and Uno Flip right mm -hmm. now. We love Uno. Um, yes. That that kind of twist in the game is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Lori, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for just giving us a little bit of your story and your life. Uh, I know a lot of folks in our church are new, and maybe they haven't got to know you as well, either because they're new or they don't have kids in the kids' ministry or because the world has been turned upside down and we just don't have the same kind of connection we once had. So this has been fun. It's been a blessing to our church and to me. Uh, church, uh, this has been great, and I want to thank Dustin Chapel, our, our in-house producer, and producer Chris for getting this show together for today. Thanks for being here. This is But Wait, There's More, a conversation show about things we think about, things we care about, and things that are important to the life of Legacy Church. We'll see you next time. Thank you.